It's cold, it's snowing. And we got to the church, uh, the door of the compound was locked. We turned around and looked and the ferry was pulling out, going back to the mainland. Paulo Repetto here. Welcome to episode five, season two of the Untold Stories of Missions. Today, we hear from William Turner, a retired missionary of the United Pentecostal Church International. Appointed in South Korea, he and his family first arrived there the summer of 1979. Since retirement, both he and his wife have been living in Indiana and teaching part-time at Indiana Bible College, equipping the next generation of ministers. Our story takes us back to the country of South Korea, where we hear the account about the painting. It was December of the Turner's first year in South Korea. The children were looking forward to Christmas time. The superintendent, Brother Bernard, called him and said, There's a young pastor in the city of Yulto, which is located in the very southern tip of South Korea. He wanted to know if Brother Turner could go and preach a revival for them over Christmas because the pastor was going through some hard times. Brother Turner agreed to go, and he and his interpreter, Brother Yoon, got ready to go. Brother Yoon and I got on the train in uh, Seoul and went all the way down the Korean Peninsula to the very tip to the city of Mokpo, which was a, a seaport. And uh, from there, we would have to catch a, a ferry out to the island of uh, Yulto. Uh, there was only one ferry that uh, went, went from the mainland out to that island in the evening and one ferry, well, and then it would return, so you go out and come back in. But I think it was only one time a day, and and we had arrived there in time, uh, probably about an hour before the ferry was to, to go. We'd already uh, were in the process of purchasing our ferry tickets when uh, a sister from the Mokpo Church uh, found us. Of course, I was pretty easy to identify. I was probably the only. Uh, uh, foreigner around that uh, seaport at that point. So she walked up to us and handed us a note and uh, the note was from the pastor on the island, the, the young man that pastored on the island and he said, The revival has been canceled. Don't come. After spending several hours on the train coming down to Mokpo and getting ready to go out on the ferry, the question arose, what should they do? I said, no, this is very strange, Brother Yun. Uh, there's something wrong. We need to go out there and find out what's happening. And so uh, we got on, the, bought our tickets, and we took the ferry out to uh, Yulto. And it was not a large island, um, but it was. It, it, there was a, a, a village of people there at their little port uh, at the island. I didn't really explore much more of the island, but I, I presume there must have been some rice paddies there and little small farms, I guess, uh, and fishing, no doubt. So <laughs> the ferry docks at the uh, little port there on the island of Yulto. It's cold and it's uh, snowing. Of course, it, uh, uh, Korea is far enough up uh, in Asia that it gets uh, quite cold in Korea in the winter time and the the winds start shifting and coming out of the north of Manchuria and then rivers freeze up and the snow falls and and it can be very cold 
So we had our winter coats on, of course, and little satchel bags with uh, some change of clothing and and our Bibles, and that was about it. We got off and walked up. Uh, we could see where the church was up above. Could see a little cross uh, on this small building, and it, and like most every other uh, house or door in, in that little village, there was a, a wall around it, and uh, you'd have to get through uh, the gate. Well, we got to the uh, church compound, walked up the hill. One or two people passed us on their way to the ferry, but otherwise it was just snow falling and coming toward evening and starting to get dark, and uh, uh, no one there at the ferry to greet us. And uh, we got to the church. Uh, the door of the compound was locked. And so uh, we turned around and looked, and the ferry was pulling out, going back to the mainland. The two of us were on that island, and we were at the church door. The door was locked, and there was no We knocked, and no one answered. And uh, we were wondering, what were we going to do that night? Then we waited there probably 15 or 20 minutes, and lo and behold, the pastor and his young wife came walking up, and they were quite surprised and embarrassed to see us there. They apologized, and of course they invited us in, and, and they said, we've been having so many church problems, uh, there's, there's hardly anyone coming. We just have a couple of grandmothers that are still coming to service. And everyone else has become discouraged and whatever the other problems might have been. So I, he said, I just didn't feel like I had the right to waste your time to have you here for revival. Plus, uh, we, don't, we don't have that many provisions ourselves. And I said, well, we're here, so let's go ahead and have the revival. And whoever comes will come. And um, don't worry about food. We'll um, we'll give you money to buy provisions, so we won't be any kind of imposition on you. Uh, let's just uh, let's just have the revival services. So he said, oh, "Okay." The pastor invited them into their house, which only had two little rooms. There was no furniture, since in Korea you sit on the floor and eat around a small table. One wonderful thing about a Korean home in the wintertime is the ondo, or the circulating heat in the floors. One would sleep on a mat on the floor with a heavy blanket and be quite cozy. This is exactly what Brother Turn and Brother Yoon had to do. The room was so small that they had a hard time fitting, and the pastor and his wife slept in the kitchen. Our first morning, of course, she was not able to buy any kind of... Uh provisions for us and so she served us a little breakfast uh, after prayer meeting that morning now if uh, when you preach a revival in Korea you preach three times a day there is the the dawn prayer service usually at about 5 a.m. they want you to speak for 10 or 15 minutes and and then er everyone prays but before you leave, they want the, the preacher to uh, lay hands on everybody that happens to come and, and pray for them. Then you teach a Bible study at 11 a.m. And, uh, and then you have the evangelistic service in the evening uh, about uh, six or seven. So that was what we were going to do. We got up the next morning, we went over to the church uh, 
four, which was just next door to their little house. And uh, uh, we uh, went in for the prayer service. There was no heat in that building. Uh, so we kept our, our winter coats on. And, and it was started out, there were, there were two old grandmothers that had sh shown up for the early morning prayer meeting and Brother Yoon and me. I think the pastor came over, uh, but uh, he he left in about five minutes. And so, but those grandmothers were praying and, and uh, I thought, well, if they're willing to pray, uh, I'm gonna stay here and pray with them. And so we had a good prayer meeting that morning. Then we went back over to our little room and the pastor's wife a little later came in and with a, with a little table, she she had oh uh, a, a, a cup of uh, of tea, I think some a few dried fish, uh, barley, not rice, but uh, barley that she had prepared. And barley is kind of that's the poor man's uh, rice, and uh, it's it's you know it's kind of coarse and much drier than white rice. Uh, and uh, so that was a pretty meager meal, but we, uh, she went out and we gave her some funds and she was able to go to a little Kage store and she got some other things. And uh, so our next uh, meal, we had some kimchi and uh, I think maybe we had some white rice probably that, by that point. And uh, oh, a couple of other little small things, just dried fish again, though I believe. And, was kind of meager, but uh, I had the Bible study. Um, those grandmothers came, then uh, I think they brought a third grand, well, maybe one or two other grandmothers with them for that Bible study. Uh, they must have put the word out that the missionary was there. And uh, pastor and his wife were there. We, I, and I, I, I did the Bible study that morning and encouraged everyone to tell others about it and bring them to church that night. So that night, the crowd picked up some more. We had a few more people come that night, and we had a pretty good service. And I, uh, the people, uh, the, that barrier started to break a little bit, and and uh, people started praying. And, and uh, of course, I prayed for everybody that was there. By Christmas Day, the crowds had picked up. People were now bringing elaborate meals. They not only had white rice, but freshly fried fish with the head still on. Brother Ewan even ate the fish's eyeball and told Brother Turner it was pretty good and that he should try it. He did, but found it quite bitter and let Brother Ewan know that he could have his other one. With a full stomach, they were ready to minister to the people. That evening, we had a wonderful turnout for the service and people started praying through, um, speaking in tongues and um, uh, being encouraged in the spirit and uh, God was moving in that little church. The church house was was filling up and uh, men were coming and their wives and a few children and and uh, those grandmothers that had been faithfully there with me praying, they they were the mainstay and they we just had some good times and the pastor, you could tell that he and his wife were very, much encouraged they were smiling now and god was doing a, a wonderful work there we had people by the our last service our our last dawn prayer service we were going to 
I, I, there must have been a, a morning and an evening uh, ferry boat. And so we were having a dawn prayer service and then they would give us breakfast and then we were we would go down to the dock and catch the ferry uh, to go back to Mokpo and catch the train. And uh, so the whole church now was coming, everybody had come back and, and they were all there for the services. We had a great prayer meeting that morning. People were encouraged in the Lord and we were just thanking God. I had uh, brought with me as, as they all, the whole church walked down to the dock with us and uh, to see us off. And I had a gift for them. I had, um, I had seen in, uh, in Seoul, uh, I guess at a market somewhere, I'd seen one of these uh, paintings where it's, uh, it has a, a double image, if you know what I mean. You, you can look at it one way and you can see one thing. And then if you look at it a, a, another way, you can see something else. And one classical uh, example of that is uh, uh, there are two vases standing side by side. But if you, if you, you first you can see the two vases, and then if you look carefully, you can see an outline silhouette of two faces on on the side of the, both of those bases and, and anyway that was the kind of uh, uh, drawing that I had a framed drawing and if you if you looked one in one respect that was just sort of a, a complicated uh, kaleidoscope of uh, images but if you look carefully a face would emerge and it was obvious that it was an typical artistic uh, uh, version of what was supposed to be the face of Jesus. Undoubtedly, this image would have had a little oriental slant to the eyes, uh, which is quite interesting. Places I've traveled in the world, in in Asia, it's, it's the image of Jesus is usually a, an Asian-looking Jesus. Uh, at any rate, I wanted, I, I turned around and I said, this is a gift for the church. I handed it to the pastor and I said, and then, but I held it up and I, I so that everybody could see it. And I said, now, if you look carefully at this picture, you can see that um, it, it, you can't really make out what all these various images are. But if you look carefully, you'll be able to see the face of Jesus. And three or four of them saw it right away. and and they were all smiling and and I said uh, and of course that should teach us all a lesson there are sometimes things happen in life that uh, that it seems confusing and uh, we don't know what all, what it all means but if you look long enough and carefully enough you'll see the face of the Lord in what's happening in your life so I left that thought with them and we we went on back, uh, uh, got the train, and on back up to Seoul. In the end, we can know that all things work together for good. One of the men who prayed back through at the revival service was a fisherman. This fisherman's business grew to the point where later on he was able to be the principal financial donor to purchase a campground tabernacle for the Church of South Korea.
You may feel down and discouraged, just like the pastor in Yulto, but know that even when our circumstances seem to lack any good, if we look hard enough, we can see Jesus in it all. And it was through the ministry of Brother Turner that God was able to reveal himself. We want to take this time and truly say thank you to each and every one of our listeners for taking the time to support this ministry. Our goal from the beginning has been to give missionaries the platform to share their incredible stories with thousands of people around the world. And we, the community of USAM, has the potential to reach the masses and incite faith, callings, and passions with our listeners for the kingdom of God. We would love for you to share this with every one of your friends, family, and churches, because when you support one ministry, you are also supporting the start of many others. Please remember to leave a five-star review and follow us on our social media pages. Thank you guys again, and God bless.